Welcome to the Lend Academy podcast, episode number 111. This is your host, Peter Renton, co-founder of Lendit and founder of Lend Academy. Today's episode is sponsored by Wonder Capital. They are an online investment platform that allow individual accredited investors as well as institutions, to invest in commercial-scale solar energy projects across the United States. You can earn up to 8.5% annually, and of course, you're also investing in green energy, which is helping curb pollution and combating climate change. You can begin with as little as $1,000, and best of all, there are no investment fees. So if you're interested, go to www.wondercapital.com slash lendacademy, and you can find out more. This episode is being recorded in Shanghai, China. I'm here for Langdi Fintech, which is Lendit's annual Chinese event. Thought I'd take this opportunity to sit down with some of the interesting people here at the event. This and the next episode are both going to be recorded here in Shanghai. And for this episode, we've got someone very interesting. This is Timothy Lee, who is the founder of Fluid which is a fascinating new company. And they were just, a, they were a finalist in our Pitch It event here in Shanghai. And they actually were the Lend It Choice Award for Pitch It. We were very impressed with what uh, Tim's trying to do. So I wanted to sit down with him, get him on the show to talk about what he's doing that is really, I think, very unusual, hasn't been done before. I think it's a groundbreaking product and wanted to sort of dig into it, share with the listeners what his ideas are and how he's implementing them. And I, I think it's a, a truly fascinating story. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Tim. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay. So you've had a very interesting background. Seems like you've worked in many uh, companies around this industry. So why don't you give the listeners a little bit of a, a background about yourself and what you've done? Sure. I grew up in San Francisco in the late 90s and early 2000s, it was the dot-com boom. So I was actually involved in a quite a few startups. We uh, IPO twice with uh, Endover.net and BA Linux, and also founded the startups while I was in college. So entrepreneurship is in my blood, so to speak. But my mother told me that I need to get a proper education <laughs> and work in the corporate world. And so that's what I did. So I studied mathematics San Jose State University and apply mathematics at um, UIC and Harvard MBA later. I would, uh, the, my, my first corporate job was at Intel Corporation making microprocessors. Mm, really? Then a gentleman from JP Morgan Chase called, I want to say 12 years ago, and said, Hey, we have, we have some issues at the bank that I, you, you can help me to solve, which is also a mathematical problem. At the time, I, you know, my career, career was in high tech. So when he called, I'm like, well, I already banked with Wells Fargo. Thank you, thank you for no thanks, right? So that was my entry point to, right. really to financial services. But he presented me with an interesting problem where uh, we needed to solve an optimization problem to how, how to allocate currency in all the ATMs, branches, drawers, in a multi-denominational way, meaning five cents, 10 cents, ones and fives and twenties. So to me, it was a mathematical problem. That's what I was solving at school and at Intel to a certain extent. And I picked up on it. And I spent the next six years at J.P. Morgan Chase, learned and did just about everything in the retail bank. Mm. And that was my first foray into, I guess, fintech. Where we spent a lot of money, energy, resources, and research to develop some really cool banking technology. So uh, I love banking. 
you know, I owe a lot of what I do today to my experiences of managing all the J.P. Morgan Chase's new account opening, uh, online new account opening back in the days, 10 years ago. So a lot of the new stuff that we enjoy today, geolocation, IP device, fraud identity checks and things like that, all really came out of the, the bank 10, 20 years ago. Hmm. So then I spent the rest of my time uh, working with just about every uh, online platform out there, either uh, advised or uh, launched. So claim to fame is that launched the uh, Loan Depot's personal lending platform most recently, uh, raised with uh, Jeffries and Ellington over you know, $500 million. Took me about nine months to build it from scratch to launch. And after that, I've uh, worked at Realty Mogul for a while, building out some of their backend technology. Uh, so here we are, 2017, I started my new startups, which we're going to get into about a year ago. And I like to think that we've, we've it was a tough year. <laughs> no lies about it. Anybody wants to get into entrepreneurship and fintech, uh, it was tough. It was a tough year for us, let alone some of the uh, things that has happened in the NPL space in 2016. Right. So a lot of people are telling me that it was, come on, it was the worst time to start a <laughs> fintech startup. But this is what I know, right? right. I tell I tell people if I, you know, if I sell shoes, I require training. But if I do online lending or online finance, I have a I have a head start, so to right. speak. So. Right. That's my sort of education background, upbringing, yeah, a little bit of my professional background. Okay. So then let's just talk about your entrepreneurial journey over the last year and what, you know, what some of the things you've started. We'll get into the, the main one in a, in a little bit, but just talk about the different things that you've, that you've sure. done. So as, a, as an entrepreneur, I tried just about everything, right? The last year I lended, by the way, we're here in Landi FinTech Summit right here in, in Shanghai, which has been a great conference so far last year. Uh, we did a joint venture with P2P Protect, Tong Jibao, mm-hmm. uh, out of Shanghai, and we're going to bring um, a shared risk platform to the United States. So that was really, it was something fascinating that I've, that I've been working on for the past year. We also created another company called Max Decisions, which is AI machine learning uh, algorithm team to help other lenders in, in the United States to do better in pricing, underwriting, fraud detection, uh, and portfolio management. So we have 20 active companies that we're working with, uh, large and small. I'm not going to disclose who we work with, but there's, there's a lot of people that need our help. And we have about 10 people that are all PhD statisticians and PhD mathematicians to help all lenders to figure out what they can improve upon. Again, whether in fraud, credit risk, or pricing. The main, I want to say my baby, if you will, is Cooper or Cooper Financial. Uh, it is an online uh, lending or finance company where we have multiple products. The product we're launching, I'm really proud of, is this product called Fluid. I've been thinking about this product long and hard. Uh, what is one product that is new in terms of business structure, product offering, and do good at the end of the day? So Fluid is, is what, we, what we're pitching here in Lended, and we we're so fortunate to be picked as one of the finalists for the pitch a competition. Any fintech entrepreneurs out there, um, I hope that's your, uh, your ultimate goal, at least for the first couple of years of your journey. Okay, so then what was, the, why don't you describe Fluid a little bit and why you decided to start it and what, what problem you're trying to solve? Yeah, this actually goes back to my presentation at Credit Ease, right, in, Be- in Beijing, I think it was. Last year I was here, exactly the same time last year, and I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. I was just coming off of a a pretty intense build with uh, the crowdfunding platform that I mentioned earlier. 
And I thought about I thought about it for two hard months. The Chinese, the 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 London China uh, trip that I took last year was very eye opening. In fact, I my body went through a shock after the uh, <laughs> the journey. I I told my friend after I got back from. Shanghai, I said, well, you know, the, the Chinese, is, in terms of innovation, is, is about 10 years ahead of us, mm -hmm. by my measure. Uh, but U.S. is 10 years ahead of them in terms of regula regulations and compliance. There's pros and cons of that statement there. So long story short, I think everything that I was thinking about building, the Chinese platform has, has already built. Right. So there's nothing really I can sink my teeth into. Um, and if I, if I look at home, uh, it's somewhat saturated as well, right? There's a lot of large players out there in the uh, personal SME uh, factoring you know, line, which is, which is kind of what I know. Uh, what, what is it, the one thing that I can actually fixate on? So I started to think about what is a fintech product that can really truly help people. I started doing some research, and out of the Dodd-Frank ruling, there was another piece of legislation called the Credit Card Responsibility Act of 2010. And the act did a couple of things, right? It pushed all the credit card companies and banks out of the on-campus advertising. You know, the, the booth where they give out a little football T-shirts in exchange for a credit application. A lot of us got our first $500 credit card here, here in the United States from that. Uh, so now that's all deemed sort of illegal. The rule is written in such a way that's kind of funny. Is that none of these companies can be within a thousand foot or yard of any <laughs> university. It's kind of a <laughs> predatory crazy. law. So, you know, I visit a lot of banks, including City Ventures, and they're saying that, well, Tim, this is a great idea. We're, we, we're, trying, to, we're trying to figure out a way to serve that segment better. In essence, they, they can't do it because of legis legislative pressure. So I said, well, what is, then, then what is, you know, our students' alternatives to build credit in college? I hear a lot of horror stories about finding out they have no credit after graduation, so when they're trying to refi their student loans, buy a car, even renting an apartment now, mm -hmm. you, have to down, you have to put down a pretty hefty down payment if you have no credit or credit is not. And they'll do a credit check on you. Exactly. That's right. Everything we do now involves a credit check. Right. And then I hear these folks are telling me that, well, you know, I, I was struggling because my last year was spent in Europe doing an exchange program. When I got back, you know, I had to restart my life in a way. And credit is one of the things I really needed. And they found these really unsavory products like secure cards and things like that where you have to give them a couple hundred dollars to start a credit card and the activation fee is pretty horrendous you know no 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 less come 100 percent kind of apr so i thought there has to be a, a better way there has to be a better way to help our best and brightest minds of young folks right generation we give them a great education academic speaking but we sort of left them languished in the, in the financial education, right? financial literacy category. Mm -hmm. There's no credit card 101 or personal credit 101 that's being offered, unless you take some MBA classes, I suppose. So I said, well, why don't, why don't we build a truly unique product where we offer a probably the, one of the, in my opinion, best financial product to really help students to build credit while they're in school. So while they're getting this great ac academic education, they're also getting a great financial literacy education from, from, a, from a company. Mm -hmm. So we created Fluid. We are offering a 0% personal loan to our students unsecured. You pay back in three to six month installment loans, and we report this activity to the credit bureaus to start helping 
students build credit. The mobile app delivers education content to students. And the way we're doing it is it's a bit unique as well. We're not telling our students what to do. You know, kids nowadays don't want to hear, you know, somebody badgering about, you know, their tidiness or their this and that and this, right? Make a budget. Make a budget, exactly. (laughs) So the way we're trying to educate folks is in a passive uh, way. We're telling uh, students, hey, you know, if if the student goes to Caltech, Caltech's average FICO score or credit score just went up by two points or 20 points. Keep going, Caltech, or student bodies on Caltech. Here's three ways to build credit or to keep going. Make on-time payments, watch your spending, and check your bank account often for overdraft fees, things like that. So we're not really telling, you know, Tim or Johnny, hey, you better do this and that and this. I'm attaching credit at this loosely connected social university social network, saying Caltech has been doing this, and you're part of that average score or average whatever it might be. So tangentially, I'm pushing these education pieces in a psychological way to tie it back to the school, because people love their school, right? We have sports rankings, we have academic rankings. Why not a credit score ranking? <laughs> so we're also publishing these, if you belong to a certain league, within the league, here's the top you know, 1 to 13 average um, credit score. If, you, if you're in Ivy League, Harvard is this, Brown is this, Yale is this. So again, tangentially, I'm ranking all the universities by their average score. And because you're part of that, the student's part of that, they might pay attention to that. Right. So these are the ways we're trying to pump education pieces to students and get their attention on why it is important, how you can get it to, you can, how you can build your credit and, and avoid really, you know, in my opinion, predatory products out there that end up hurting you, not helping you. Mm-hmm. So that is our central aim to help students. And we, we worked really hard for the past three months to get ourselves ready for the new semester, which is going to be in August 2017. And recently, we announced that we're going into 32 states. So now we have coast-to-coast coverage, and 90% of the population and 90% of the student population will be co- covered right. by fluid. I think it's a great product. So I want to I actually dig into that because you just sort of casually threw out there that mm-hmm. this is a 0% unsecured loan. Sure. <laughs> it's like I can hear the listeners going, mm-hmm. what, what, the, what the heck is going right. on there? So why don't you just explain that and sure. how do you actually create a business that mm-hmm. offers a 0% That's loan? right. The simple answer is that Tim has gone bad, <laughs> right? The, the more compl- complicated answer is that Fluid is really a platform to introduce uh, different type of products to, to students. The 0% is a win-win situation for all of us. Student gets a bill credit, parents feel good about it, and it's a good way to introduce them to the Fluid brand. Within the Fluid platform, we will offer lifestyle products such as 24-hour fitness or certain discounted uh, you know, sports arena uh, membership and things like that. And we'll, we'll offer other insurance products or other sort of financial products in addition to you know, just additional lifestyle products because we understand uh, their banking spending behavior, credit spending behavior. We will uh, extract certain information off of their mobile phones to help us further understand their behavior as a future consumer, if you will. So we can advertise different products to students and the mashup between FinTech and AdTech advertising technology is how we're gonna make money or how we're gonna make a business. So the the loan themselves doesn't spit out an interest or a coup, doesn't spit out a coupon, but our debt partners are 
getting a revenue split, if you will, on the advertising sales. Right. So it's sort of like the uh, like a mint or credit karma type, That's right. uh, type business. But you're instead of sort of providing like a free credit score, free credit score or anything, you're providing a, a actual product that actually builds. Right. Well, actual product that builds credit. Right. So it's actually useful for the students. So I think it's a it's a it's something that hasn't been done before. No. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see how a fintech, a ad tech on a private sort of a social network, which is university based network, could bring some fundamental changes and bring some fun back into fintech. If you <laughs> Come on, fintech's yeah. fun. Fintech is great. Yeah, fintech's great. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, not everyone. Right. Not everyone probably agrees with that. But yeah. so so you're doing. I just want to dig into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. The, this zero percent loan you're saying is up to five hundred dollars, and there it's a monthly installment loan, unsecured. Right. How like, I mean, you're, you're reporting to the credit bureaus, uh, mm-hmm. so that I mean, I guess the question then you've you've really got to. I mean, I can see how the education piece is so key because you know, I mean, I remember when I was a student, I was pretty irresponsible in in many ways. Mm-hmm. One of them was financial, <laughs> but other <laughs> there was many other ways I was irresponsible. But I, I guess. That's going to be the challenge, I imagine. Where how do you, how do you what what are your projections about you know defaults and, and sure. that kind of thing? We actually did a study with Equifax. We dive into the age band that we're interested in. The closest thing we can find is is a student credit card when we actually had student credit card back in the days. And if you look at their performance, if you look at a credit card performance, if the student does carry a balance, if you will, on a, on a credit card product. It's anywhere between 10 to 15% of 90-day past due. So 90-day past due is essentially a charge-off. Anybody who works in the uh, lending, lending business knows that even, even if there's a 60-day delinquency rate, the percentage of that going to straight charge-off is pretty high. So 90-day right. is pretty certain. So my, my, I'm, I'm expecting a 10 to 15% default rate. Mm-hmm. It's pretty high. But um, our average loan amount is really... About 150 to 175 dollars. You can get up to 500 if you have strong credit, some some established strong credit, and you have a healthy balance in your bank account. So we we do risk based pricing, and well, I take that back. It's zero percent. So we do risk based line assignment or loan assignment, loan amount adjustment. Right. I guess. So on average, it's 120, 150, 175. They expect a loss rate if you if it was 10 to 15 dollars. So my advertising revenue will first and foremost have to make up for that loss, right? To and then make another 20% on top of that to break even. The beauty of this is that I can uh, advertise multiple products right, per student, mm-hmm. not just one. So sure. if I, I'm able to convert this, this lead to uh, a SoFi or a common bond, for example, to you know, put those sets of uh, data, two, three semesters worth of data on a silver platter and hand it over to them, hopefully I'll command a more, a slightly more premium mm-hmm. on my leads mm-hmm. than uh, the regular lead generators out there. Right. Right, that makes sense. So, one big question that comes up for me is how how are you going to find these students? What's mm-hmm. the what's the plan? We have uh, online and offline marketing strategies. We you know, you're not you're not are you allowed because you're not really providing. Are you allowed to set up on campus? Or are we you? we are not a bank. We're not a credit card company. Right. We're a credit education company. Okay. And the product we're offering, and that's why we're offering the zero percent. Even if even if this comes into question, zero percent interest rate. And there's it's uncollateralized, it's unsecured product, and you have you have three to six months flexibility to pay it back. And the goal of this product is really build credit, mm-hmm. right? Once the students have credit score and have some history, I can package this entire packet of information and send it over to uh, the bank. I can 
introduce students to the bank as opposed to the bank coming out and then look for students on campus. Right. So we are, we, in fact, we have set up with, I want to say, six or seven university campuses already all around Southern California. You know, when we go and interview with the campus organization, we tell them exactly what we do. So they underwrite us a little bit and they grant us to be on campus. So we have tons of little giveaways and little fun games for students to play. Hopefully they will download the app, learn what the app is about. And all of our staff are really excited because they believe in that 0% product is the way to go. Hmm. Okay. So I guess one like another question is around where are you at as far as, I mean, you, I know you've only just really begun, but can you share like how many colleges, you said you're now in 30, 32 states, 90% of the student population, but like how, how long have you been live and how, what's, what's your traction? That's there? right. So we launched, I want to say about three and a half weeks ago, we have over 22,000 downloads. Uh, it's gone viral a little bit because of the message that we sent out. We are, so going back to the first question, we're in 32 states. It covers about 90% of the universities. There are over 4,000 four-year colleges in, in the United States, wow. a lot of universities. And if you count two years in the vocational and other schools, there are 10,000 universities. If you go onto our app, you can actually see, see all the colleges. We actually select which college you belong to or university you belong to. There's 10,000 universities on campus. So we are hitting all the population centers, obviously, to, to get us started. We've already done um, a college tour in 2016. We took thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of photos on every single campus that we're going to be on. Oh, wow. And that was a secret tour that our marketing manager uh, took a lot of time to travel across the country back and forth. So if you follow us on Instagram, search for us under Fluid App or Fluid Credit, you can see that we've been posting all the all the uh, uh, our branded messages on every single college campuses, you know, uh, known statues or certain famous buildings and whatnot. So we've spent a lot of time to really curate a message that we are all about credit education. We're all about on campus. We're all about getting into the university system and help help folks to build. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of our staffs are. Young themselves, and they, they remember their experience as well. So when they talk to our customers on the phone, the chemistry is it's already established in that sense. So I'm looking forward to this August or the fall 2017 semester. Uh, again, we have on-campus presence in most of the Southern California. That's where we're based out of, uh, and leverage that to do a online sort of on-campus. Um, using quote, quotation marks, uh, kind of a, a marketing blitz online as well. So it appears that we're on campus in Southern California, which we will, and also on social media, we have these pictures already, you know, photos already taken from last year to start plastering all over, all over the internet. Right. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the, you know, the, data, uh, the data analysis that you're doing, and you know, you've talked about the importance of you know, artificial intelligence in, in what you're doing. So... Can you just explain sure. how you're bringing artificial intelligence into, yep. into play here? Most of the most AI algorithm we develop is really serving contextual and meaningful ads to students. I'll, I'll, I'll just state an example. For example, if I know that there is 10, 20 users, a fluid user on campus, and last time I geolocated her phone, there seems to be together uh, near a stadium or near a um, student union, right? These are all representative of certain events. 
So if I know the nearest stadium, the on-campus stadium, I can easily pump a cohort or group level advertising at the same time to that batch of people. So we know Amazon is clever, right? Amazon has made a name for himself delivering these custom uh, advertising say, hey, Tim, you bought socks, you might be interested in shoes or vice versa. Uh, but we're going you know, one step beyond that. We're doing group real-time advertising. So everybody gets a gets a alert on their phone saying that, hey, you're near the stadium. If you take another uh, sort of loan with us, you know, $20, $50, whatever it might be, you can get a discount at the uh, service station or you can get a discount at uh, this uh, chain restaurant, which we already have established relationship with where you know if you go shop there instead of twenty dollars I'm gonna give you forty dollars right to encourage them to shop at our partners uh, facilities but what is really interesting is that when all these 10 20 people gets the same ad not only do they see it they may be closer to each other to create a conversation mm-hmm. and because I have this sort of loosely related uh, social network on the, in our app there's bound to be per- peer pressure so even if I see the ad, oh, I'm not really interested in go to you know, Johnny's hot dog stand or something like that. Somebody in your circle may want to. Right. And if somebody walks, as two of the guys says, hey, you know what, I'm going to get a hot dog, fine, I'll go. Right. So this is how we're going to deliver, this is how we're going to use AI to really drive the next generations of ad tech. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I'm most excited about. And that's just one of the examples of how we're going to create conversations in, in a peer group setting using these AI detection, so you know, between mobile technology and also spending behavior, we mash it up together to deliver these contextual and meaningful uh, advertising pieces to kids. Right, and I imagine being, you know, being if you're targeting college students, then they're not going to think that's creepy. Whereas if you try to target that to a bunch of fifty-year-olds, right, think that's, right, that's kind of creepy. That right, you're, you're, you're here. I am walking into, you know, uh, like a state. How stadium. would they know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I think we. That's a great point because we take privacy very seriously. Everything we do is opt-in, sometimes double opt-in. So we 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 think that. Younger generation, gener- Generation Zs that are born between 1996 and 2007 are more apt into, hey, you know what? Yesteryears was all me going to you. I need to go somewhere to get food. I need to go somewhere to get the laundry. I need to go somewhere to get my car washed. Now everything is com- coming to me. Mm-hmm. Uber Eats, uh, <laughs> you name it, right? They're coming to me to service me. So why not having advertising, meaningful advertising come to you right. at, when at, you need yeah. it at the time of that possible consumption uh, right. event. Right. So that's what I'm talking about, right? So we're going to, you know, in, in essence, I'm delivering, <laughs> I'm delivering this uh, on-demand advertising, but with a meaning and co- context. Mm-hmm. And in, to a certain extent, I'm offering them a you know, $50, $100, $100, $25 loan. Now they have a little, little bit of spending power, right, to buy the hot dog and to buy right. that. And zero percent, uh, so what's not to like? Right, you know, exactly. It doesn't cost them anything, really. It's just... Uh, you know, in some ways, it's a win if you, uh, you know, you, right. pay, you pay that back. You have the money to loan. There's no time value of money, and you're exactly. And you, know. you and we report that to the bureaus and to right. build your credit. Right. So you know, I get chills talking about this stuff. I think it's really, <laughs> really fun. But you know, the proof's in the pudding. This semester is going to be really interesting, and hopefully, uh, hopefully in um, April 2018, when we do lend it 
uh, San Francisco, I may have some really interesting results to share with everybody. Yeah, that, that, that'd be awesome. So, so I just want to clarify. I want to, I want to become clear on. You, know, you talked about um, having other fluid products mm-hmm. or other you know, other products you want to offer. That are, what are some of the things? I mean, that, that you're that you're talking about. There? Yep, there are products that we just don't understand, like you know, s- selling electric bikes, for example, uh, or selling other goods. You know, we're not in that kind of a distribution channel, but there's th- certain things such as identity protection. Um, say that a fluid customer or a student is, is borrowing five hundred dollars. To pay for that plane ticket to travel abroad, uh, either during summer vacation or to study abroad, more than likely, what's top of their mind is, that what, "What if I lose my wallet? What if I my credit card gets stolen?" Uh, we may offer a pr- identity protection program mm-hmm. uh, for, I want to say, you know, five ninety nine or something like that for that trip. So those those are the things we're talking about or thinking about. And if our if we do ink these deals with travel agencies. If you book travel with your peers during the summer summertime, we may even offer some kind of a peer group or shared risk insurance offerings. And what that, how that works is that let's just say that you know twenty people are going on on this trip. Each one of you guys pitching ten dollars uh, to insure each other in case somebody gets sick or somebody has an emergency that needs to come back to the United States. The insurance will pay out to pay portion, if not all, of the plane ticket. The emergency plane ticket bring that student home, hmm. but if nothing happens, which is majority of the case, everybody's happy and everybody got home, then we will return eighty-five to ninety percent of that premium you paid back to you. Mm. No insurance company is doing that, right? Right. We we always buy insurance when we flight for you know twelve ninety nine or something like that. We kiss that goodbye at the end right. of it, right? Yeah. Nothing we, we really happens. It's, it's an expenditure. It's exactly. Not you, exactly. So that's another way for us to. Introduce a little bit of flavor of insured tech right onto this platform as well. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that I want to build uh, that's beneficial, and at the end of the day, making making that business work. Mm-hmm. So uh, peer-to-peer insurance or shared risk platform, uh, identity protection, anything that's around what uh, students might worry about when they, you know, go into the brave new world. Right, we may want to uh, have have a branded product as right. a lead-in for them. Okay, we're just about out of time, but I wanted to um, I wanted to get just some idea about where you're taking this and what your goals are. Like, I know this is this is your first academic year. You're going to be you're going to be live. So, so if we're coming back to Shanghai next year mm-hmm. and we're sitting down, mm-hmm. what what are some of the the metrics that you That's right. that your goals would be of what you'll have achieved in the yeah. last year? So here here are my measures. Mm-hmm. I need to be I need to have five percent of the incoming freshmen to use my product, just to download it. Mm-hmm. And 2% of the existing student body to download it and a certain percentage of use that across about 1,200 campuses. Mm-hmm. My ultimate goal is to, th- is to have 300,000 active users that are monitoring their credit, uh, try out new products that are tailored to their, uh, to their need uh, to make it work. I don't want to build anything small, Peter, you know. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. 300 active users. My projections all get there in about 18 months, but that is based on some really hard marketing. You know, uh, we're going to have to slough through a lot of marketing, uh, you know, put a lot of marketing effort into this. But what I'm sort of betting on is virality. If this thing takes off, right, it could be a hockey stick, and I might get to that 300,000 active users very quickly. 
Mm-hmm. It's sort of a good problem to have, but I got to be prepared for that kind of stuff. My ultimate goal is no joke is to become Snap Credit. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, all of the social networks out there, Facebook included, they've either tried it or don't want to get into it. But I think this is a great platform for us to redesign a portion of this product into a chat box, chat bot, I'm sorry, that could, that could be integrated into Facebook or a sort of a thumb interaction on Snapchat to get a small credit for the student population. Right. So that's what I'm hoping for, to, okay. to become a Facebook credit or a Snap credit. That's why I'm building this thing at the bank grade level, build some social network behind it so there's multiple ways that these uh, social platforms might be interested in it in doing a partnership going forward. Right. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you, Peter. Uh, okay. Thanks for coming on the show, Tim. Appreciate that. Okay. Have a good day. See you. Bye. So this whole 0% thing is really interesting to me. And, you know, obviously it's a, it's a very different business model to the, to pretty much everybody else in the, in the marketplace lending space. But, you know, if, if I could see it makes perfect sense and you're really not, you're generating revenue, you know, in a similar way, as we said, like Credit Karma or Mint, where you're you're making money on the on the referrals that you provide, so you know I think it's it's you know it's time will tell obviously if if this is is an idea that has legs or it's just one of those ideas that you know it can cannot become financially sustainable. Clearly, I imagine if there is scale here, it would be to me. It's all about acquiring the customers, acquiring all of his students, and becoming this sort of viral kind of you know viral app that can bring in customers very very cheaply because that's going to be the key. Well, I'm, I'll certainly be following uh, Tim with interest, and uh, I think it's uh, it's going to be fascinating to see if the whole you know this zero percent five hundred dollars or less loans is a is a product that can be a really great lead gen for the industry. Anyway, on that note, I will sign off. I very much appreciate you listening, and I will catch you next time. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Wonder Capital. Invest in solar energy projects across the United States. Earn up to 8.5% with a $1,000 minimum investment. The CEO, Brian Bursick, was recently on the Lend Academy podcast, episode number 104. If you want to learn more, you can go to www.wondercapital.com slash lendacademy.